Shut up and sit down. Cyclists are incredible athletes as far as endurance goes, but a great deal of them fight like love. Viva, viva le Tour de France. Y a le maillot jaune, le maillot vert. Speedos. Not only do Speedos offer very little protection for your manly or womanly bits, but they also look wrong. Yes, it'll prevent you from getting farmers' tan lines, but no, that's not a valid excuse. If you want to do group rides without everybody trying to drop you, steer well clear of Speedos. You are far less likely to end up being arrested for indecency or severely reducing your ability to start a family. You are listening to Lay Podcast Day Dialed with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von During. Five-time Tour de France champion, Bernard Hinault, once said something that you should really chew on. You can't win without suffering. Whether it's in the mountains or in a time trial, you have to spare no effort. You may feel drained at the finish, but the joy of winning helps you forget everything. Viva Lay Tour. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Van Duren. I'm here with Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys look COVID-tastic. I feel fine. (laughs) You feel great. (laughs) I feel fine, too. Uh, Coming to us over the airwaves of uh, the Verizon Wireless Cellular Network, Mr. Lance Epler. (laughs) Thank you, sponsor, Verizon. (laughs) What's up, my friends? It is Dr. Lance Hepler here for your listening pleasure today. Dr. Lance Hepler. Lance, Lance. listening pleasure. It is a listening pleasure. International man of mystery. mystery. What you been up to? Oh, you know, um, I've had a rough couple of weeks. We had some plans to go through Utah and Idaho and maybe part of Colorado, and it all fell to crap because, like, on the third day out, my uh, my wife tested positive for COVID, and uh, the reason we were coming was to uh, spend some time with um, my daughter Kelsey and my son Lake, and we were bringing a vehicle to Lake. We had gotten his vehicle fixed, and we were delivering it to him, we, and he's in Moab, Utah, and um, my wife got COVID. I managed to, uh, she, she, um, she felt terrible and sick and was like uh, very exhausted and cough and sore throat for a couple days but I thought I had squeaked by but four days after she tested positive I tested positive and it kind of hit me like a freight train a lot a lot worse than I, than I thought so just what you guys want to hear is my nasty uh, tales from the road so um, when I tested positive we were we were in central Utah somewhere. I was, we were rock hounding for, hey, here's rock talk for you. We were, uh, rock talk. We, were <laughs> we were rock hounding for petrified wood pieces in Torrey, Utah. We found some amazing pieces. It was with like crystal inlays and quartz crystals. I can't wait to like polish them up. You got it. They, they were pretty amazing pieces we found. And then I tested positive, and we went to go spend a couple days with Lake, but he is working as a river guide and thought we should not 
spend time with Lake. I don't want him to get COVID. And so we went up to the mountains because Moab was like 108 degrees. It was like, it was uncomfortable. It was too much. And so we went up to the mountains and camped one night and my symptoms just got worse and worse. And so we ended up uh, going to Grand Junction, Colorado, because we found a hotel there. I don't know. This may be really poor form, but this is what we did. I knew I was COVID positive, and we rented a hotel room for like three nights. Um, was was that a jerk move? No, I we don't think so. People them. remember when the, the, the this whole like pandemic started, people were like doing the exact same thing. You test positive, you leave your family, you go check into a hotel room and you kind of lock yourself away. I think that's, I think that's okay. Do you disclose to uh, management, hotel management though, that you have COVID and they might want to be careful going um, in there? I, we, we, nobody came in the room while we were there. Uh-huh. Um, and when we left the room, I said, I want you guys to know I tested positive. And so you probably, we took care of all the trash in the room. Yeah but you're, you're going to want to uh, be more careful when you clean it. And they're like, thank you for telling us. We will, we will suit up when we go in there As and Matt. clean it. Yep. Did yeah. you um, give the uh, manager of the hotel a big wet kiss as you left? Because that's the way to go. It's like <laughs> yeah, seals, just, seal yeah. the deal. You have to I, Lance Romance I, out. I, <laughs> I licked my fingers and wiped them across the counter. Okay, yeah. good. Good work. That was good. <laughs> But yeah, while we were there in Grand Junction, Colorado, uh, my breathing actually started to get worse and worse. I could feel the fluid build up in my lungs, and it, um, my pulse ox was dropping a bit. I Actually, these, these Garmin Epix watches have a very accurate pulse ox on them, which is kind of amazing. I kept testing it, and it was dropping enough that it freaked me out. And yeah, that's so scary. I had... I had my wife take me to the hospital. I said, I need a chest film. I want to make sure that I'm not just going to fill up with fluid and, you know, die in some stupid hotel in Grand Junction, Colorado. Did they do a x-ray, chest x-ray? They did. They took a chest x-ray just to, I didn't get to see the film, but they said, you look fine. My pulse ox ended up being around 94, 95 while I was there. So, so after being there for, I don't know, we were there for three or four or five hours, something like that. They said, you're good. You can go. And I said, okay, thank you. I freaked out for nothing, but (laughs) no, that's scary stuff right there. Suck it up, Hep. (laughs) Exactly. Not going to die of no COVID. You're going to die bombing down the side of a mountain, right? (laughs) That is is also, that is much more likely. Exactly. So, yeah, so we got on the road and left uh, Colorado and drove through Utah. We came up to Sun Valley, Idaho, where it's 75 and beautiful here, and the weather is perfect. There's there's great um, canyons that we can kind of hang out at. The dog can run to her heart's content. The canyons have cell signals, so I can actually talk to you guys. And uh, keep up with my uh, TikTok videos. You know how important that is. Are you on TikTok? No. Well, I have. Yes, I have rock, I, I have rock counting stuff okay. on TikTok. I want to follow you because I probably follow like I don't know if I follow anyone on TikTok. Maybe one person. <laughs> I, I'm going to try and follow you. Where do I go? LanceRomance.tiktok.org. Probably. I have no idea what it is. Hold on. I might not have TikTok. <laughs> I say I have TikTok, but oh yeah, I do have TikTok. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'll search Any, for anyway, rock hounding. Yeah, find you. So, so I'm definitely go ahead. I was going to say, so you're going to be on the road until after the Fourth of July? Is that the plan? Uh, 
our plan was to have a family vacation here. Our, our daughters are going to come up and meet us with their significant others for the 4th of July here. We have a family home here. It's not mine. It is now my sister's. My sister has bought it from our family trust. So my older sister owns the home now. We are not staying in the home because our week doesn't start till next week. So we are happily camping in the National Forest Canyon Sweet. while we're here. Yeah. Yeah. So plus we have we you know all our favorite restaurants in town and we have access to everything we need while we're here. So it's been good. That's so good. I have I did I did manage to get out on my bike yesterday just to see how I felt. And yes, I felt terrible and have no legs, and that is just fine with me. I need to kind of roll over. You can tell my voice just sounds a little wrong. But Drop dead anyway. sexy. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I'll start coughing and I won't be able to stop. But yeah, sexy is what I was going for. Thank you, Natalie Grant. <laughs> oh, that's, that's that's sucks, yeah. but you know it's good that you're okay. That's all we are truly concerned about is that you're okay and that hopefully uh, you can rebound and have a nice Fourth of July and come on back this way and get back on your training plan until you take off again for another month and a half. I think I'll be okay for a bit. Thank you. <laughs> Right on. Anything else? No, I already talked too much. You guys didn't want to hear all that crap. <laughs> hey, Matt, how about you? Want to backpedal a little bit? Yeah, I think I've done mostly swimming. I've gone out on the bike once or twice, just um, but nothing big. Uh, the weather's turned for the much better here. Basically, on Tuesday, all of a sudden, the weather just like flipped a switch and just got gorgeous. Summer um, solstice. Summer solstice. Mother Nature waited hit. until the very first day of summer to say, to "Hey, here's your weather." Yeah, um, and and yeah, um, I've been doing some walking, which I'm very proud of myself. It's like when you can't walk, and then all of a sudden you kind of can walk. Like I went like uh, the past couple of days. It's like go for one mile walk, and yeah. I went for my mile each day. And today I did a two mile walk. That's good. Trail. I was proud, I'm proud of myself. And again, it doesn't hurt when you ride a bike. No. I know. I wish that's I could give you my Achilles because I don't need it. I'm not going to be running. You know, you need it. Yeah. You can, you can just have it. And, yeah. You know. I don't want the ankle that comes with it, but. <laughs> well, if you smart. get the right one, you're okay. So. Yeah. You've got to pick the right one. <laughs> but you need it for stand up paddle boarding, which I'm not sure if I could do at this point. You don't think you can stand up saddle? It's, it's interesting. It's like for some reason, biking is, is no problem, or even standing up biking seems kind of okay. Stand up paddleboard is like a. If you think about like those feet muscles, yeah. and all that stuff. It's. It sounds like I if you get that might be able to do it. Plantar flexed position, you're okay. But as soon as you get to neutral to dorsiflex, right, it's just going to start aggravating things. It's, and that, that lateral tilt. It's interesting. Yeah. Like it might. I actually sometimes think like, well, stand up paddleboarding might be like PT. Like it might be like yeah. very good PT for what I should be doing. Uh, same. But um, yeah. I also. Every time we go to the water, I'm like, Kristen, you stand up paddleboard. I'm going to swim. And I swim, you know, 2,000 meters. And then sure. I'm like, this is awesome. I love I love swimming in the water. So there you go. Yep. That's good. Fallen Leaf Lake. It's been good. Water's good right now. Cool. I think this past week for me was a rinse and repeat of the week before. I did not do anything special. The only caveat is, is I, I didn't, I mean, I've, I did get out and ride almost every day. Um, I just didn't get a long gravel ride in this past weekend because, you know, busy. Father's Day stuff going on and all that fun stuff. So how was Father's Day? It was good. Better than mine. Oh no. My, well, my wife got COVID. Oh yeah. So yeah. I, oh. I, I didn't put that into my backpedal. My wife got COVID. She like 
Yeah. So I took over all the weekend stuff, which is getting kids to swim races in the mm-hmm. Dalles, back and forth in the Dalles. It was a mess. Fun. Was a horrible, horrible weekend. Yeah. I think the only cool thing that was worth noting is uh, Mr. Evan Price got married. Mr. Price got married. Yeah. That, I missed his wedding. That SOB, we got him finally married off, and yep. he's now uh, he's, now he's all Cassie's problem. problem. Exactly. Problem. <laughs> and he is currently honeymooning in the uh, state of Hawaii. What? Beaches the of Aloha State. The Aloha State in yes. Kona, if I'm not mistaken. But yes, yeah, Kona. He's out there he, having a good he time. Was like, he, was, he was like a couple days in Maui, and then he's been the last like three days in Kona. So oh, is that what it was? Oh, so, okay, cool. Okay. I, 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 it looked like it, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that he did the whole Maui thing too, so. Good. He, did a, you go to the wedding? according was, to his Strava. Yeah, we, we'll trust Strava more than anything else. The wedding was awesome. Yeah. I, was it good? I like uh, full disclosure here, I don't like weddings. I don't like going to them. It's just like, that. You know, I've done so many of them. It's just whatever. And, right. And I, not that I, I, Evan's a good friend. I'm looking yeah, forward is. to seeing a friend get married off, but I just, I still like, uh, I got to go get dressed up. You got to yeah. go do this whole thing. And the second we got there and the second the wedding started, it was fun. And it, it, it all kicked off because Kit, who's been on the show before, Kit Hunters. Yeah. Has he been on the show? He's been on the podcast before, yeah. Yeah. At, at the old location. Why? Okay. And he was the officiant of the wedding, and he was hilarious. He's just a funny guy. He was just spot on his comedic timing, and it was like the perfect mix of everything. And it really kind of nailed Cassie and Evans, like their vibe, you mm-hmm. know. And yeah. and he had everybody laughing and just whatever. So it just started off, and then we get to the um, the actual reception. And um, Cliff Stanford, who's been on the podcast right. as well, yeah. was the the DJ for the wedding, and he really had. DJ OG one, I think is the, the DJ that was there helping him. He's actually the, the, the DJ for the Portland trailblazers. Oh, wow. So he, those two guys were oh. there and they were knocking it out of the park, playing all kinds of great music, got to hang out with cliff for a little bit. And then, you know, there was a bunch of people that I hadn't seen before or, or hadn't seen in a while rather that were there and got to chat with him for a while. So it was a really fun wedding. Had good. a good time. Well, you glad you could represent the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because, uh, Josh Monda, who's been on the podcast yeah. as well, was supposed to be sitting at the table with us. And I believe you were supposed to be sitting at the table with oh. us. And uh, somebody else was supposed Empty to be sitting table. at the table. And it was just me and my wife sitting at the table by herself. So oh, I'm um, sorry. Uh, pod- a friend of the podcast, Carlos and his wife, Colleen, um, yeah. ended up jumping yeah. over to our table because they were sitting at a good. table where they knew nobody. And so we got to have like some That's cool good. conversations yeah. with them instead. We really wanted to go. We had like babysitters, everything set up. And, yep. and it was going to be a crazy weekend because we were like doing this swim meet and it was like there was another birthday party. So it was like yeah. the divide and conquer yeah. thing that you, this is what we do when you have parents of three yep. kids and yep. three different thousand things to do on a weekend. Sure. And then when Kristen bowed out, it was like all oh. on me. Yep. And so yeah. it was no, no chance. And Hashtag I had no chance. life. It happens yeah, too. I know. So. It's, it's frustrating. So... But uh, it was it was a fun weekend and moving on, moving on. <laughs> Anyhow, um, we do hope you are having a good time, Evan. Hopefully, you'll listen to this, and we will uh, be speaking on your behalf today. I think yes, we've got some information that, that we're going to share Take for him. Your, I'm I'm doing your um, Tour de France picks for you, which is speaking I've got of, some, I've got some good picks. I've got Evan's picks, great, fantastic picks <laughs> for him. <laughs> Actually, I could try and pick the worst picks possible and. 
His own picks would be worse, probably. So <laughs> he has bad luck with Tour de France picks. So as we've alluded to in uh, the past couple podcasts, um, this is going to be our Tour de France episode. We're going to talk about all things Tour de France. We're going to make some picks, and we are going to uh, kind of poke fun at, at Evan's picks, I think. <laughs> so I, what I'd like to do is just kind of talk about some of the major talking points here, and then I would like us each to pick our podium, and then we will pick a polka dot jersey. We will pick yeah. a green sprinters jersey, and we'll do our, our, our all around. And I don't know if you guys want to get into the the white jersey of the best young rider, but I don't, I don't know if that I really matters. Th- I think we're all yeah yeah. We'll, we'll take a look. <laughs> Does uh, Pogaccia still qualify for that based on his age? I think it's under twenty five, so pretty much was. it's his. But it will go to the next best rider. I don't know. Anyhow, Vinegar could be another like because yeah. he's super young, right? Yeah. So one of those guys. <laughs> We always do a terrible job butchering names. I mean, yeah, it did. Pujakar, Pugacha, Puji. I mean, that's but Vinga, is it Vingegaard or Vingago? I think it looks like Vingegaard. It's yeah. Vinga, Vinga, but it's pronounced Vingago. That's what Vin, I thought. Vingago. 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 Vingago, according to Johan Bruniel. Yeah. But who knows? Okay. Learn, learn that name, folks. If you don't know it, he is going to be a contender this year. So, should be interesting to watch. We'll see. Hopefully. So, what do you guys have out there? What kind of news is out? I, I've got something that I think I can share right away. But. I just saw the headlines today that um, Same. Wout, Wout has having some knee problems. Yep. And so that would affect some of our sprint kind of picks, potentially. Potentially. Uh, he was yeah, Originally, think- his goal was to go for the sprint. But do you think that that could be just like a, a, a cop-out just to make other people not think about him and for him to have an excuse to maybe pass on doing his national championship road race in the national championship time trial? I think if he's lying like that, I'll be disappointed. I mean, he, he could he could very well have, have a, a problem, but maybe just playing it out to be a little bit more than it actually is. I mean, that's that's a tactic in, in professional sports that uh, people will say. Come on. Come on, people. I, <laughs> I have more respect for you than the that. article... The article said that he banged his knee on his handlebar, mm-hmm. and he, because of that, it was giving him some issues, which really seems hokey, if you ask me. That's either that's either not that's either not the right story, and he's worse than we think, or it is. Hey, I just don't want to go waste myself at the Belgian national championship for this jersey again. I want to save it for the tour, so it seems more likely that's the case. Kind of did that a little bit with the uh, the the cross world championships. I mean, he bowed out not because of injury, just like I just I'm going to focus on other things. Yeah, but that's a real like if he said that, like that would be fine, right? But if he's like, oh, it's it's my knee. It's like, uh, don't don't lie to us. Just tell us the truth. Now, like, I want to focus there, on the tour. That would be fine. If you're not injured, is there any obligation on his behalf to go, even if it were with his own team, to go and represent and ride? And he just didn't want to go. He wants to focus on maybe. Here, here's my counter argument to to you guys' theory. It, I think that he was going to race the time trial. Yeah, that's not going to take that much out of you. No, I, no. I if it was like. You know, even if it was like a three day, you know, kind of mini tour thing, like, no, then yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Like, that's going to be a big effort or like a big climbing, you know, types of stages and things. No, it's just a TT. I just don't, I don't, I mean, maybe travel could take out more than the actual race itself. I don't think a time trial is really that difficult for him at his current fitness levels. Not. Don't necessarily he disagree. He already said he wasn't going to do the time trial. He already said he wasn't going to do the time trial. Oh, okay. He was just Maybe I'm going to do the road race. Oh, okay. But so I'm confused about that. I was thinking that it was the time he, trial that he was bowing out of. So, 
I I bet that it has to do with he's not injured. He has to defend his title, and so he just has to say he's injured. So I don't know. There's a lot of gamesmanship and a lot in play. Uh, you know, Wout Van Aert is a freaking cycling demigod. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, why would he even lie yeah. about it? Like, just be like, no, I'm not doing. It. I'll do whatever I want to. I'm Wout Van Aert. <laughs> do what I want. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, that'll. Do you think there's any chance that we don't see him go? Because I mean, you had the likes of uh, Rohan Dennis that didn't get selected to go on the Jumbo Visma team. Do you think if he's legitimately injured, do you think they'll yank him and put him Rohan in? in? Yeah, that would that would be. I mean, it's going to increase the chances of Roglic and uh, Vingago having you know a better chance at winning the overall. It would would help the team that way for sure. I don't know because there's always the chance that they start him and see how he feels. Yeah. And he could by the second week be fine. Right. True. Especially if it's a kind of one of those knee bang things where it's like, yeah, you need to, you're going to have a week that's it's annoying, but after that you'll be fine. Usually yeah. those things, it's like swelling goes down and you're good. Have you guys ever had that happen where your knee hits? Yeah. I've hit my knee. I, I've had a, my cleat came unclipped from the shoe oh, and my knee came up and it hit more of the stem, not the bars. And it got me square good right in the kneecap. And oh. that was sore for a while. It was a little bit of a bone bruise and yeah. it wasn't happy times. Yeah. I'd even have a scar there still, but <laughs> is what it is. Um, what other news out there other than um, what's what's in, any news with Egon Bernal? I mean, is he wasn't? I feel like I saw that he was like starting or thinking about doing. Let's look. I'm gonna. Something. I've got all of the the lineups here. Do we right have. Now. Do we have a f- official start list, or is that not come till? They do have it out there based on what the teams have reported thus far. Let me see if I can find Ineos here. Ineos was one of the ones that was like holding out to the last minute. I think maybe we uh, don't have that then because I'm looking through all of the jerseys here and I'm not seeing an Ineos jersey. Yeah. Um. I think Froome and is it is it Matthew Woods? Is that the Canadian? Yeah. They're both starting. What is that team Israel startup or yeah. something? I can't remember the name well, of the team. Well, it's Israel Premier Tech now. Okay, gotcha. So they've got Michael Woods yeah, for sure. Fumi's in there. I think Evan Take always picks. Song. I think my, I think Evan always picks Michael Woods, and I'll also just throw Froome onto his picks as <laughs> you know clear clear GC favorites. Yeah, for him, that's cool. Lance, that is a spectacular picture you just sent us. That almost looks photoshopped. That's that's my view as I'm talking to you guys. That's rough. Dang. We'll have to we'll post that we'll up post to share it. with everybody. <laughs> that might like even thumbnail. be the yeah. the thumbnail for this podcast. Oh, we might want to address the fact that um, the podcast was supposed to be out yesterday. We're actually recording this a day late, and it's just because we've had so many moving parts. Um, yep. Matt, how many goggle and watch videos did you make this week? 107. Yeah, that's why we're super busy on that front. <laughs> my fault. Lance been <coughs> driving on Utah, coughing <laughs> on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> better late than never, though, right, guys? Better late. Well, this one could qualify for this week and next week. Or yeah, we we'll be here next week. <laughs> we'll be here next week. Um, yeah, there's no lineup for uh, any of So that yeah. is a million-dollar question. What's Ooh. going on with Egon Bernal? I mean, maybe one of us can look that up while I we're sitting here. Well, I didn't. I feel like we do have like a bet going on on the podcast, and I don't even remember our own podcast, guys, so you well, guys can remind Evan us. Evan said he was, and you, you were a hard no, and I said I was a hard no. most likely not, and I think Lance agreed with me. So I think everybody said no. Matt was a hard no, and and Evan said he's going to be there. So Okay, come on, Evan. <laughs> we would have heard by now. I think we would have heard by now if he was going to be there. Well, and they haven't even announced their starting lineup yet. But yeah. here's another question. I mean... They're saying that Geraint Thomas is 
probably going to be the the primary person that they're supporting for this. And Richard Carapaz, that's another thing, is leaving Ineos, yeah. and he's going to EF. He's and, yeah, he's going to EF. That team's so. kind of falling apart, aren't they? Oh. So is, is Carapaz not even going to be on the tour team, most likely? Well, they oh, I don't think so. I can't imagine that. It doesn't make sense for them not to. I mean, if they're going to go there just supporting Garrett Thomas, I mean, I like G. He's a good dude, good dude just strong rider. Right. But what is he, 34, 35, 36 years old now? Did we he's just talk about he's that on my, he's on my podium list. Is he really? I know. It's such a stretch goal. I like <laughs> yeah. him. That's kind of how I, I kind of feel like about you. I'm like, well, I kind of like him. So yeah. I'm just going to throw him in there. Yeah. He's had, I think he's had a good race this season somewhere. I have to look it up and see. I mean, he, he could did. still get after it. Was it the was it the Tour de Swiss that he had a good showing at? Did he win that one or something like that? Yeah, no, he like won a he won a stage or was second or something. He, he showed great legs on a couple stages and then pulled out with COVID or something. Oh so, no, yeah, he is thirty six yeah. years old. So dang, getting old. And then Danny Martinez is another one from Ineos that they're talking about. Is a 20, 20 to one odds and Garrett is 28 to one. So maybe they are throwing their weight behind somebody else now that I'm looking at the startup list. Um, but how about this? Peter Sagan won a stage and, uh, yeah. was it the, the tour de Swiss again? I think that was one of them. Everybody's uh, applauding him saying that he's back. I, I, I mean, I think maybe he's back in that race, but I feel like that's, I feel yeah. like the most interesting discussion that we'll have on this podcast today is the sprint, the yeah. sprint stuff. Cause yeah. it's, it's more open in does, a weird way. Does Peter Sagan win a stage in the tour? I don't know. Is his team even on the invite list? He I, has to go. I, I believe so. It's like a rule. He has a, a personal rule that he has to go. <laughs> <laughs> he's um he's looking fit though, looking strong, and he's got a you know good disposition about him. Uh, he's on total energies and that team will be there. Um he he will be okay. there. He's gonna be there racing. I'm not a big fan of that kit. It's not very attractive, but I digress. Uh-oh, did we lose Lance? I think oh, we did. Man. His his perfect spot that he found wasn't quite so perfect. <laughs> we'll call him back right now. Everybody can listen to the phone ring while we're... I, 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 sorry, I adjusted my earbud and hung up on you. No, yeah, like, that's fair. Like you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So do you guys want to start doing some picks? Or is there anything else that's controversial out there that you want to talk about before we get into that? Do we know if Egon Bernal is going to be starting in the tour yet? So many questions. It, I don't think he is. I mean, I don't think that they have officially announced, but, um, I think Garrett Thomas is looking like the guy from that team to lead. And I think he, according to this, I think he did win the tour to Swiss. So we'll see. Uh, well, there was an article back on April 2nd saying that Bernal is going to skip the Grand Tours um, coming back from this injury, but um, there's nothing that's beyond that that I can find that says definitively right. that he's not coming out. Well, because they haven't announced officially the teams. Yeah. And then here's okay. another article saying that he could be cleared by the end of May uh, okay. to, to, to race, or to race by the end of May, rather. But um, I don't think that, that that doesn't touch on whether or not he's going to Even be Even if we don't know if... Evan or I won this bet. Let's just assume that I won. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get the soundbite on that one, and uh, we'll come back to that next yes. week. So, yeah, we need to find the soundbite for that. <laughs> Egan Bernal will win the Tour de France. Mark my words. Mark my gotcha. words. Oh, here's another question. Cavendish is still off, but do you think that they bring him on last minute? Or <laughs> I think that's a smart decision. I think that that is a smart decision. 
even if he does nothing, which is kind of what I th- I would think that we would all guess that he would do nothing this year. But we all thought that last year too. But they, I think they'd be silly to leave him off because he is attractive to sponsors. There would be there'd be a lot of cameras on him, and there would be a lot of yeah. publicity for that team. But does that yes. help or hinder the team? And, and if he does get the call, does he win a stage? I think he gets the call, and I don't think he wins a stage. Huh. Happy, happy to eat my words on that one because I was so wrong last year. And he did so amazing last year. And he's actually doing great this season, too. So he's... He's had a few wins, and we all said he wouldn't. And he... I mean, so, yeah. like, he's in shape. He's in decent enough shape. He can finish the tour. And he... Honestly, like, he should be in anyone's discussion for a green jersey. Although I'm saying that he's not going to even win a stage. So, yeah. so there. Now, I think... Uh, when it comes to the green stage stuff, I think Evan said that Walt's not even going to win a stage. Did he know he did something? Say that. Did he know something that we didn't? He's actually in close communication with Walt Von Art. They talk on. I think they talk daily. <laughs> is Evan coaching? I want to say like 11 p.m. Evan's time is like morning for Walt, and so they they just you know there's a touch base together and talk. But yeah, he said. What did Evan say? Um, that that uh, Walt wins nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, okay, it's official. He said that yesterday, and that was before the news came out about Wout. So, yep. I'm, but I know I'm, he's got the insider information. So, curious. Um, let's go through and start making some picks, boys. Okay, let's do it. What do you want to start with? Who's going to come in second place? I think we're all going to pick the same first place winner, unless it's somebody really wants to go on a not. You're going. You're not. No, I am. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's really hard to to bet against. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, he is just on great form, on great form. legs. He's got a great team. Yep. I mean, he's just hard to bet against. It's, Holy cow. His his only chance of losing is, you know, well, there's some hard stages, right? There's like cobble stage early on. The first the first week is going to be the hardest for him, I think. So he just needs to stick it out for that first week. But, but if he hurts himself, then that's that, like, whammy on the cobbles or whatever it takes and again i don't you guys say he's got a great team protecting him i don't know that he has as good of a team as you know the other options that are out there even you know team Ineos, jumbo visma like those teams are just stellar like insane he might have a little bit of help on some of those like cobble stages and difficult stages but i just think he needs to survive to get to the mountains yeah we really haven't seen him run into any adversity on the roads. I mean, I think it yep. was the f- two years ago when he won the first tour. He had a mechanical, if I'm not mistaken, something yep. happened, and he yep. fell behind like two and a half minutes, and yep. just every single day was like kind of clawing back. And then it yep. was that last uh, t- uphill time trial. He just blew the doors off the entire thing. I mean, he beat um, Roglic by what was like a minute and a half or something like that. I don't remember the time, but it was such a – that was the one of the best – time trial finishes that we've ever seen kind of reminds it, you of it, you know like uh old school greg lamont stuff it was like seven watts per kilogram for 20 minutes shut up it was Come uh on. suspicious so suspicious that's hot that's hot, that's hot. wrong one don't be suspicious. <laughs> that's a hot take, Matt. It was a hot take. <laughs> okay, so is he clean? Um I don't know. Wow. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think probably none of the top (laughs) guys are clean. So think so. Well, I mean by clean, do you mean like, are they, what if they're taking something that's not officially banned? Then technically they're on the, they're 
if abiding by the rules. If that's the case, that's okay. But if they're it's taking good. something that's unknown. Yeah, it, if it's unknown, let's say it's some sort of like um, kind of lactate buffer thing that just eliminates lactic acid in your system. Yeah. And they're able to climb all day without getting tired. That you would say is clean because that's not breaking any rules. <sighs> it's not. It's not against the rules. Not against the rules. It's kind of like EPO before they knew EPO was illegal. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's tough. I mean, morally, uh, it's it's terrible. It's a, it's a dark area. Yeah. And dark gray. It will eventually come out because it'll someone will eventually sp- figure it out. Figure it'll, it out. And it'll, it'll be illegal. Yeah. Immediately, and then if yeah. that's the case, then they look back and say, yes, he was definitively on it at that point in time, but it was not against the rules. Do you just put an asterisk behind his name and let him keep his? I don't know. His wins. I, I mean, I mean, it's a stretch that we're even talking about. We're just guessing, right? Yeah. This is all super, super speculative. But, but to ride the way that he does, and the the watts per kilogram that he puts out for the duration of time that he puts out right. are they're almost unhuman. Doesn't look good. Yeah, I mean, we should be suspicious because of our history with yeah the tour, yeah. It just and cycling, yeah, humans and, in general, yeah. And he's he's competitive with times in the past that have been. Very doped. So, so how about this question? If you take all of the greats, all of the the multi tour winners, all of the great stage or grand tour racers, and you had them all come to the race in their their prime form and yep. race against each other, clean. How does he stack up? He's got. I mean, he's got to be up there. We don't know what clean means in that argument. I mean, we know that Lance Armstrong was a phenomenal athlete and then the the doping that he did was just like didn't didn't hurt yeah it was rocket fuel for him but it was like the icing on the cake but even without the dope and everybody being on some sort of performance enhancing drug people always have said that he would have still mopped the the whole field he would say that but you just don't know i mean he might have had better doctors than other people that were very very good athletes at the time True, but just about everybody in the peloton at that time was also on something. Yes, true, was, but if he had better doctors, he had better doctors. True, right? Yeah, if you get like, nailed down a little bit more. One guy's, you know, there's some Italian guy who may go unnamed. That's instead of doing EPO, he's all hopped up on cocaine, mm-hmm. versus Lance Armstrong, who's got a very regimented EPO. You know, with Dr. Ferrari, it's like mm, okay, there's drugs and then there's drugs, right? Yeah. So who knows? I'm not going to say that Lance was the best of the era just because we don't we don't know. We we are not able to kind of say like everyone's get clean and then race and let's see who's yep. really the best cuz right. that never that never happens. It's really hard to do that looking like at all the greats. Like Eddie Merck, Merck's, right? Like yeah. you'd think he would be like the dude just cuz he can just you know, he, anything. Yeah, and another thing is if but, like you take Eddie Merck's and you bring him up to current present day and put them on like bikes current and bikes and very helmets fun and to watch. aerodynamic stuff. I mean, that could be pretty fantastic. So, I, but but at the same time, like I think they train smarter now than they ever have. Yeah, they even understand it. D- depending on pharmacy stuff, who knows? But it, it seems like they probably train smarter now than they ever have. So maybe, maybe I, you got to meet. I think that Pojakar or Pogacha, I think he is going to have to be mentioned in that because I think he's going to win. A lot more tours. I don't disagree. He looks good. He looks strong. I just don't see. I mean, anything can happen, but he looks strong. So I guess to go back to where we were talking about is we. I think we all, even Evan, agree that he's the clear favorite to win. Anyone else, Lance? Anybody else think that you would you not pick him for some odd reason? Like if you if you 
if you pick someone else and you win, you're going to look like a well, ch- how, genius. How but. can Jumbo Visma as a team dismantle the UA machine that supports Tadej Pogacar, who can potentially yeah. just do it on his own without his own team? Here, here's what I think yeah. they need to do. I think, again, I think it comes down to the first week. I think we need to be watching that week really closely because if you're Jumbo Visma, you got to take it to him that first week. You got to isolate him from his team. You got to put some time into him because that's like um, you've got some. I think you've got some difficult stages in there that could be tricky for him. Although he's a good, I mean, he's just an all-around good rider. I just think that he they, he doesn't have the team like Jumbo Visma that I think could really put a dig into him that first week. But if he stays on his bike and he doesn't yep. crash yep. and he doesn't have a mechanical and he finishes with the group in that yep. first week. It's He's his safe. race. Yeah, I agree. Huh. Maybe sabotage if you're a different team. Maybe <laughs> sabotage. The old, stick in the, the spoke. Stick, stick in the spoke. Stick yeah. in the spoke. That's, the, that's their technique. <laughs> yeah, we know how to beat him. We know how to beat this guy. Oma, Opa, sign holder to slap him upside the head with their slime. This year. Mm. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, trick. So, I'm super excited to start watching this. It starts on Friday, in case any of our listeners are curious about this. Wait, I should say a week from the Friday. following Friday. July this 1st, podcast right? is going to come out today, Correct. Thursday. Mm-hmm. So people will probably be listening to this maybe on Friday. The following Friday is the tour start, July 1st. Yeah. So if he's the foregone conclusion to win, and we'll probably go out on a limb. I mean, I don't know who you guys are going to pick for second place, but I, I mean, I think it's got to have to come from somebody from Jumbo Visma. I, I can't see anybody else unseating them. I mean, between Vingigo and Roglic, that's a pretty dynamic duo there and it's pretty tough to say that someone's going to be able to come from you know beyond them to take second place on the podium do they work together or is there going to be a little cat fight internal team (sighs) issues we've seen this so many years in the tour roglich is such a team player and such a good guy and he's not he's not the egotistical maniac that you know a lot of alpha cyclists are i think jonas vindigo also seems that way too yeah like he seems like uh, like last year when he was second, or I think he was second last year. Yeah, he was. He was just like, uh, I'm just trying to do the best I can here, guys. Like, yeah. it was just like he seemed so green and just like wide-eyed and like happy to be where he was. Yeah. It was just a cool experience. Yeah, I think that, I mean, a lot of things can change. There's a lot of dynamics that go into this, a lot of uh, variables. Yep. And if one of those guys starts to kind of like naturally float to the top, I think the other's just going to step right into a supporting role and Maybe. in their own right, still try and stay in contention. Yeah. But if, uh, you know, if something should happen later on down the road with you know somebody having an accident or mechanical or something yeah. unfortunate happening, that other person can step up and, and try and maintain that position. But I definitely think that once the, the picture comes into clarity, one guy is definitely going to step down and help the other guy. And I don't think either one of them would have an issue doing that if it's what it came to. Which which one is it? Ooh. I think that, oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, Roglic. It would be, it, they both could be on the podium, to be all, in all honesty. Yeah. Like, that's not a bad, that's not a bad podium right there. You know, if you were to go with like Pojakar and either of those guys in either order, yeah. it's still like a that you could. It's easy to foresee that happening. They're they're very very strong athletes. What was the race that just happened? And those two guys came across. And was it the Dauphiné or was it the, <clears throat> the Tour de Suisse? It was, okay. it was the it was the Dauphiné. Dauphiné. Um, so Roglic won the Dauphiné. He was the, the the overall GC winner. But yeah, the, the two of them basically dismantled the field in the on the final day, and they basically went across the line almost together, but I think Roglic like let Jonas take the win. Yeah. I, 
Who was it that was doing Rochambeau for who got to take the win? I don't know. I don't, was it them or was it somebody else? It was pretty funny because it was two teammates were working together. Um, they pretty much dismantled the field. They were coming yeah. across the finish line and they did like a Rochambeau uh, like before they crossed the finish line and the winner like just got to put their wheel just ever so slightly ahead of the next guy and he got the win. So I can't remember if it was those two or not. But anyway, the two of them pretty much took it apart and Roglic let him have the win. So Roglic never actually won a stage, but he won the overall GC and yeah. they both supported each other quite well. I don't know. And this kind of goes back to last week's um, podcast. Like, did you take the youth with right. the untapped talent and potential yeah. or well, you take the experience of a, a good solid racer that's I, one of I the best will, in the world? I do like Evan's point of them being similar in like amount of time riding as a pro cyclist because Roglic came from downhill skiing. Yep. So he's just start starting late into cycling. So I I don't know that you can really say youth versus is experience because experience might not be there for either of them, but youth is definitely there for Vindigo. So yep. we'll see. Roglic has got quite a few tours under his belt now though. That's true. He's probably done more grand tours. Yeah. I don't know. Who would you guys pick out of those two? You know, I can't imagine that the team is going to be able to support two potential GC guys mm-hmm. and and Wout Van Aert for a sprint stage. It seems like spreading the team really quite thin. 100%. And because of that, I think that one of those two guys is going to come to the top pretty quickly. Yeah. Like the first mountain stage, they will decide who the guy is. And my suspicion is that it's, it's going to be Roglic because yeah. of his history so i think it'll be rogue with two ends up second okay all right i'm gonna go the complete opposite direction from lance and say that Perfect. yeah this is more fun this way so yes. i agree with you team spread too thin especially i mean things change drastically if wout doesn't even start right because then you've got an additional support someone from rohan dennis or someone like that but i think yes. that the team starts with roglitch as their guy as their key guy and Something starts to slip, and all of a sudden, it's Jonas Vindigo, and and that's their final guy by the end of the tour. That's kind of what they did last year, isn't it? I think this is going to be yes, and it is exactly what they later in the whole race. But yeah, well, okay, so Roglic crashed out, and um, I think that something like that could happen again for sure. But I also just think that Vindigo will come around, especially later in the tour. And I also just, I mean, I think the team's going to recognize, like, yep, this is the guy. And I think they'll support him better than they did last year. Last year was, we don't have our we don't have our GC anymore. This year is like, well, we have two GCs, and, you know, we're going to see how it goes on the road. But I think the team is basically going to say, Roglic, you know, first week we're, we're backing you, and then we see how things go as we start to get into some mountains. So, Interesting. We'll see. All right. Um, how about some green talk? Wait, what, you well, didn't, we're gonna you didn't pick your. I, you said you don't know between those two. Oh, between those two, Roglic. Roglic. I think it's. I still think it's the Roglic show until it's not. Yeah. So I think that's possible. Until it's not, you mean you think he's gonna make it all the way? You think he's gonna get second? You're putting your. You're putting your money down. Roglic gets second. I, that's what I'm gonna say. Okay. And that's that's great. It's a great pick. And it's not that wild. None of these picks are wild, unfortunately, guys. We need Evan here for that. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> um. <sighs> I'm 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 almost of the mindset though that I think Jumbo Visma is going to figure out a way to beat Tadej Pogacar. I'm know, almost right? on that fence that, that that's going to happen. They've got all the firepower. They do. 
And especially if for some reason Wout ends up sincerely being injured and is unable to start the tour and they bring it's almost like they're better off. It is. I in think some ways. so. Although Wout is, he can just do anything. He, if, true. He's, if he's healthy and he yeah. starts and he's, he could probably win the green Jersey and still play around and help on a, on a mountain stage. Oh, yeah. Like he's just that crazy. Well, I mean, he won a mountain stage, a TT mm-hmm. and a, a sprint well, stage sure. last year. That's, and, and almost unheard of the final Ridiculous. Paris. Yeah. Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. So. And, and he beat, he beat Cav on the Champs de for the, to prevent him from yeah. breaking the record. It I was, it was great. Beautiful. I still want to know how much that Venmo <laughs> transaction from Merck's was to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, wow. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, God, I'm so excited for this to start. I know, me too. I just want to sit down and like take it all in and get up early, a, drink the coffee, yep. watch the races. That's exactly and, what's yeah, going to happen. It's going to be fantastic. I'm just going to come over to your house for coffee. Hey, there you go. It's going to be so nice. I'll, I'll like 5 a.m. <laughs> Jake, wake up. Let's go. It's tour time. Give the code to the front door. Okay, exactly. Perfect. I'll just be on your couch. Yeah. Okay, so how about a third place? I mean, I think This we're, is where it gets interesting. This is Yeah, this is the Wild West right here. Do you think that... Um, we could see somebody we haven't seen before. Do you think a Frenchman will finally land on the podium for the first time in a long time? Roman Bardet. I will actually be very pumped. I will be cheering for him the entire tour, but I don't think he's going to be on this. He just always, he's older now, probably. I don't yeah. know exactly what, but he's just, he never quite gets there. And I don't think he will again. Any chance we could see a two, three from Jumbo Visma? Yeah, Absolutely. That right? could be that interesting. I, that's a smart bet, actually. With if you're looking at the talent, yeah, we're gonna say that. I think that's two. I, I don't think I don't think there's any way one of them is gonna have to sacrifice himself. They're they're on that some, Lance. They're so good. Stage. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think they're so good enough. They could do it. One of those mountain stages. One of them's gonna have to like sacrifice himself for the other. So because because Tade will be right there with them, and one of them's gonna have to attack and attack to try to get Tade. To to burn go. some matches so the other one can go. That's so I don't. I think one of them is going to end up losing five minutes on one stage, and will be out of it. Yeah, but. the guy that's going to lose five minutes is named Seb Kuss, and that's not one of the two guys we're talking about, Lance. Those guys <laughs> okay. are good, legit. They can, I think that they can actually go. They can attack and attack just like a GC would attack yeah. and attack. And I think that those guys are going to be able to make it potentially all three weeks. I mean, I'm not putting Roglic on my top three list just because I want to be different from you guys, but like, I do think it's possible for Jumbo Visma to have two people on the podium, which would be a big, big tour for them. It'd oh, be yeah. a pretty cool, yeah. cool experience. I also don't think that outwardly they're telling everybody that they're going to support both of them for GC. Yeah. I think internally there is a guy that's picked yeah. and it's going to be, you know, fill in the blank and they're just, Unless, they're, that, unless I mean, they're looking at the numbers of power and there's something crazy going on, of the, if, if that's the case, which would be very interesting, yeah, because those guys know the numbers, you know, they don't want to play, they don't want to show their hand. No. They're not gonna, they're they're wanting to have everybody say, we don't know if it's gonna be him or him. Well, it's gonna be both of them. But I think at, at the end of the day, there is you know. a guy that's you know that that's gonna be the one that they're gonna support. And the whole like the dual thing is just a but, contingency for. Okay, so let's say let's say the team's like which we all kind of think they're going to pick Roglic to be the guy. And then Vindigo, they're not just going to be like, you have to go at, on day one, you have to go off the front. Like, they're not going to do that. They're they going to have they him don't need sit to. in yeah. and, and he'll still be supported. 
He's not going back to the car to pick stuff up for Roglic. He's going to be there and he's going to be supported. I still think that although they do have a guy in mind for that first week or so, I still think that Vindigo is going to be protected somewhat. Oh, yeah. So I, I think it'll I be really yeah, fun to watch. It's the, the, the tour's not won in the first day or even the first week usually. Yeah. It's more of like it starts to take shape in the second week. They and the third week that. you have a, a pretty good idea. They're like, the tour can't be won in the first week, but it can be lost in the first week. <laughs> this is true. This is, and it's so true, right? Because yeah. it's like, yeah, there's a couple stage and people are going to get hurt. So, Does Ineos have any chance of knocking somebody wearing a Jumbo Visma jersey off of... Garrett Thomas is my pick for... Motorcycle just went by Lance's. Lance's <laughs> yeah, red, they did. red motorcycle. Correct. A motorcycle. <laughs> a motorcycle has a good chance of making the tour podium. Uh, Garrett Thomas is going to be third, which is I think a crazy pick, which I like. Okay, but yeah, he's in, he's in shape. He's fit. He's going to have a good squad behind him. I think that I think that he is well supported and well liked and just preferred by his you know team and squad to do something big and. He's a former tour winner, so he, we know he's got the pedigree. So he's my third pick. Gotcha. Which would be a good day for him, I think. Gotcha. Or good. Lance, do you think that G's got a chance of landing on the podium? Um, no. Um, I, no. <laughs> there's no shot of G. Will he be in the top ten? I think he'll be in the top ten. That'll be but good I don't think he'll hit the, Yeah, I don't think he'll be on the podium. I would love to see him in the top ten. That would just be fantastic. Yeah. But I just. So the, I don't see that happening. the odds makers also are talking about Tom Pidcock being there and they have him in the odds. So that'd be interesting. I'm curious if, if Enios actually takes him, do you think he's got any fighting chance in him to do anything special? Like maybe a polka dot Jersey or maybe, I don't know if he's quite slight enough to be a polka dot, but maybe a, a stage or two win. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing is yeah. what I would expect. I wouldn't expect a Jersey of any kind. Sure. He, he sure does has has quite a pedigree and he has great legs, but he hasn't done a grand tour yet, has he? Not to the best of my knowledge. Three weeks I, a long sure time. He, yeah. Yeah, three weeks is a long time. You know, and he's certainly got great legs, but I I don't know. I think he'll be I doubt it. I don't think he'll do anything. Does Chris Froome finish in the top hundred and fifty? I don't room, think Chris Froome is room finish. Make, it, make That's it, the question. <laughs> is, Chris room, is that how many start? 150? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Roughly. Do does he finish the tour? I will I will hope that he finishes the tour because I think that I mean no one no one would admit this to him, but I think finishing for him would be a big victory over his his really horrible crash that he had. So finishing I think would be good. I don't know if that's good enough for him. If it's not good enough for him, he'll just drop. I don't know. Yeah, in the past couple of months, he came out and said that this is the first time since the accident that nothing hurts, that everything feels good. I think he did pull out of the, the last race. Was it the Daphne or the Swiss? And I think he wasn't feeling well. I think he was ill, if I'm not mistaken. But other than that, he has said that he feels good, nothing hurts, and that he's going to be um, you know, competitive at the Tour this year. I don't... Do you think he's soft? Do you think he throws the towel in too easy? Do you think that he's he's done and washed up? And if he doesn't finish the tour, do you think he calls it a career? I I I don't know. I mean, when you're fit, it's hard to like throw in the towel. If he's saying he's fit, he's probably fit. I don't know. Well, that's what he's saying. And nothing's yeah. broken right now. And if he goes to the tour and he can't hang, you'd have to say that. Well, you've had what 
three, four years now to kind of round yourself back into shape and it, you know, I think he, there's still money to be had. He's probably getting, you can get appearance fees all over the sure. place. There's still, there's still money to be had. So I don't know that he would officially retire just because he doesn't finish the tour. Now these odds makers also have carapaz in there. So I'm curious, um, whether or not. Yeah, he would be high up on the list, but um, he's having some problems, I think, with his team. And Lance, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's in a big dispute with the team and stuff. And he's going to go on. Is that right? Am I wrong about he's, that? He's, he's already signed a contract yeah. or he's already committed to go to a different team at the end of the season. So he is leaving. Carapaz is leaving Ineos. He was on Ineos, right? Yeah, he's going to go to EF. He's going to EF, yep. Gotcha. So obviously. What, there's going to be some. He's done this before, you know. He did this. Uh, he did this to what was the Spanish team he was on with? Um, Movistar, the little guy. Yeah, he was yeah. on Movistar. He did the same thing. Yeah, he committed to Ineos yeah. before the season was over, and they were kind of shot himself in the foot. And he's here. He is doing it again. So gotcha. Go figure. Now I am finding uh, an Ineos roster here now. Um, oh really? Yeah, we've got Pitcock in there. G, uh, Filippo Ghana, Adam Yates. I think she's going to be there. Oh, well, Adam Yates is definitely. I mean, the rest of the guys are, well, you've got the Martinez, the. You guys think Adam Yates could be third? I, I think he could be on the podium. He's. He could be. He had a great spring. A great spring. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. There's too many questions. Want to watch the race. <laughs> um, do you guys want to pick green jerseys real quick? I think we should do that. Okay. I think that the green jerseys are super interesting. I'm going to throw out a couple names and we can all kind of put our two cents in. Cavanich, you no way, right? None of us are going to pick him except for Evan. We're putting him down for Evan since Evan's not here to pick his tour people. <laughs> We're going to put Cavanich down. And if, and if that happens, if he happens to win again, then Evan wins a nice cold beer. Okay, but... Not no, not happening. Oh wait, he's not even on the roster. No, they, but they could not, still not put him yet. on the roster. They could still, they could slot him in there. So, they could. They so could. that's that's still Evan's pick, even though he's not on the roster. Sorry, Evan, you're not here. Uh, Caleb Ewan, I think he can win a lot of stages. Yeah, is he healthy? He's healthy, right? He's healthy, um, and he's looking strong right now. But I mean, I. <sighs> He just seems to have bad luck. I think he's he's a little squirrely when he gets to sprints, and it seems like he always finds a way to hit the deck. I don't. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think he. I think I always feel like he sprints with his head down. I'm like, you gotta look where you're going, buddy. And he's throwing bows, and he's and, all over yeah, the place. And I just he always finds himself hitting the deck. I just don't think he's gonna find the green jersey. I mean, I don't know. I I'm gonna say no on him. Okay. He'll, he'll win. Like that. He'll win a stage or two. I don't think that's much, what much beyond that. So, all right. Let me throw another name out there. Uh, Michael Matthews. I'm going to put him down for my green jersey. You think so? I huh? don't know. I'm, I'm. It's between for me. It's between him and Sam Bennett. I. Sam Bennett's a strong a possibility. Really yeah. But I'm going to go Michael Matthews. I don't know why. Just to be different than you guys, Michael Matthews. So who are you taking, Lance? I'm going with Wout because I'm a Wout lover. And his knee is going to be fine. This knee thing is a joke. It, it's a joke. Yeah. It's a it's joke on me. Prepping more for the tour. Yep. <laughs> I'm prepping more for the tour and forget you guys. I'm going to win green. I'm going with Wout. Gotcha. I'm going to have to go with Wout too. 
I'd like him so much as a cyclist, and unfortunately, uh, I think he's the the favorite. But what about an MVP? Is MVP going to be making a splash there at all? Do you uh, think he's got... I think he's going to do the same thing he did last year. I think he'll win when he wants to win because he's really, really good. Yeah. I think he'll win a couple of stages, and then I think he'll bow out. I don't think he likes three-week things. I mean, that's... He wants to do different stuff. He seems like he's like, I want to go do some mountain biking. I don't know what he's up to, but I think he wants to do something else besides three week tour. Gotcha. But this year, there's nothing else to go to. Last year, he Olympics. went to the he went to the Olympics, so okay. there was a big reason for him to bow out. Side bet. And this year, there. Side bet, yeah. Lance. I bet he bows out. What do you bet? You gonna bet? Okay. You gonna, I'm, you gonna I'm take in that bet? because All I right, think cool. I'll, I'll take that bet. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. What are we betting on? You don't drink beer, so. <laughs> Ten love bucks. Ten love bucks. What love bucks? I don't even know what that is. It's quite, I'm, I'm kind of scared right now. <laughs> we'll have to find out what a love buck is. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, yeah, there's there's a bunch of names out there. Jasper Philipson from Dunnick or Opposite Dunnick. He's he's had a pretty good spring, right? Crickets? Yeah. Anyone? I don't know. No <laughs> He's idea. actually the top ranked rank sprinter right now, based on their ranking ranking system that they use for uh, determining who the best sprinters are right now. The PCS sprinter ranking. Um, you've got Alexander Kristoff. You've got Dylan Gron- Gronwagen, um, Danny Von Poppel, Cam Lewing, uh, Walt Van Ert, Michael Matthews is up there. They got Peter Sagan that's in the top fifteen. Did we do we talk do we ask if we thought Peter Sagan was gonna win a stage? Hmm. Did we already put that out to our podcast crew? Lance, Peter Sagan wins the no stage chance. or no? No chance. Zero he doesn't even finish the no, tour. Yeah, doesn't zero. Finish the tour. Zero zero stage wins. I'm gonna say he's one. Gonna get, you say he's gonna he wins get one? one? Yeah. Get. I'm a homer. Okay. I like I like I might I like me some Peter Sagan. He's a good dude. Yeah. I'll say I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna say. Part of me feels like he's kind of done with cycling, and part of me is like he wants another victory. The last two years, he's just been off. I don't think it's because he's getting older. I just think he no. was off, and I think it was he was sick. Yeah. He got COVID. The COVID. The whole cycling schedule got, got. I think he got COVID like 18 times. That sounds about right. He, he, he's got it several times. He's yeah. big on the COVID. I'll say that he wins a stage. I'm gonna agree with that. Yeah, and I, I, for me, I'm my gut feeling is it'll be a little bit more of a mixed stage, probably like mid tour as opposed to early yeah. the first week. Yeah. I think the first week is gonna be win, won by some of the bigger, speedier dudes. Caleb Ewan, actually, for example. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna say that he does win, and but I'm go, I'm going with watch. uh I'm gonna go with uh, Mr. Walt Van Art. Who did Evan pick for the sprinter? Uh, Mark Cavendish. Cap. Was it Cap? <laughs> Who's not even going to the tour? Uh, he didn't pick. He didn't pick anyone. Um, so, so we're assigning. We're assigning him. Cap. <laughs> we're assigning him. We're assigning him. Cap. He's all yours. Who was the? Uh, who's the cyclist that he absolutely hates? Who does like the classic stuff? And I can't remember. There's some cyclist that he like can't stand. Oh, it's absolutely the young despises kid. Um, Evan the young Pohl. guy. Evan, Evan Pohl. Pohl. Yep. Yeah, Evan Pohl. That's 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 Price's pick right there. Um, <laughs> What was He's not say? even a sprinter. The first, perfect. okay, so the first stage is a pretty short time trial, right? Is it prologue, whatever? It's like something like, it's. I, th- I want to say it's like eight or nine miles, or maybe it's like super, super short. 
It's 8.1 miles. Okay. It's an individual time trial. That's stage one. That's how we're starting off the tour. Who do you think is going to start that up, win that thing? Uh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> it'll, absolutely. It'll be Wout. He could. Yep. Filippo Ghana. Okay. Or Filippo Ghana, yeah. That's Garrett, Garrett Thomas. He's fast. You got to join the podcast if you come in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyone else? Like, we know Pojkar can, he can time trial. Pogacha, you think he doesn't want to win the first first stage? He can time no, trial, but he's not going to beat, he's not going to beat those guys. Yeah. Not on a flat time trial. And I think it's, it's in Copenhagen, and I think it's flat. So flat with some turns. Flat with some tricky it's, turns and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's either Ghana or Banner. I don't think anybody else will beat either you one need, of those. You need two. someone that can excel, like, you know, put some watts down. Yeah. Yes. I, th- I don't think we're going to see much of anything from him until Late. probably the middle to the end of the first week. We might like see him poke his head out a little bit, but the first stage is a time trial. The second stage is a flat stage of 124 miles. Yeah. The third stage is a flat stage, 113 miles. Stage four is 107, and they're calling it hilly. Um, I maybe we'll start to see some see stuff there, but I mean, I I could see like a a hilly stage like that. Somebody like a Watt Van Aert, if he's healthy, or maybe good. Peter Sagan. There you go, too. Yeah. Who knows? So there's a there's a lot of stuff. The longest stage on the tour this year. The second stage is not. I don't think there. I don't remember seeing anything like insane. 140 miles is the longest stage okay. that they have here, and that's going to be the stage six. That's pretty long. That's pretty and it's hilly, ways. so that could be an interesting one. Um, Jake, does it go, oh. does it go, it goes Copenhagen, Denmark, and then does it go to Belgium for like two races and before it hits France? Um, don't know. It's got the names okay. of the cities, but I don't there's, know what the city Okay, so <laughs> there's one stage yeah. early, like there's one stage in the first week where they go over this really long bridge again, and they may have done this in the past, but it's something like, it's it's quite far, and it's supposed to be like super windy, and so they're expecting like the peloton to just get blown to bits during this like bridge crossing. Tacks and some echelons. and Yeah, yeah. and so maybe that's a spot where like, that's if, if you're Jumbo Visma, right? Like, what do you do? Like, that's where you can put time into Pogacca. I mean, in my opinion, like, there's like team differences there. You send someone up like Rohan Dennis, and you just like, hey, you're gonna pull the team. We need to break away. We need to have a separate. We need to wait for him to slip up or something, and then we need to put a surge in into the different wind types and see what we can have. If you can break that peloton, you know how that sometimes happens, where you end up with like basically two groups on those windy days. That could be interesting. Yeah. Everyone's gonna be looking for it, but still, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. Yep, yep. Um, all right, so we've talked about green. Do you guys want to talk about the polka dots? Do we care about these little? It's, isn't it gonna be climbers? whoever wins the tour is gonna win the polka dot jersey, though, or do you want to just most likely? But they pretty much end up. There are some specialists that sure. will go after just those points. I think Roman Bardet would be a perfect person to go for that, but I just think I think Pochacar is gonna destroy the hills. I, I don't disagree with and you. And he's young, so that's the white jersey too. I think. Yep. You, you got any uh, thoughts on that, Mr. Hepler? I I don't. I, I you mean unless unless the GC is fairly settled in the second week, so, you know, then they'll let somebody that's down an hour and a half on GC to gain you know polka dot jersey points. Be, but usually it's yeah, it's usually the same guy. So they're, they're trying to put something it, together on the hills. I mean, that's where the yeah. race is won, right? So. Right. And they just turn out some ridiculous times on those climbs. So it's just not fair. Gotcha. 
Is there any chance, let's talk about teams real quick, that Jumbo Visma doesn't win the best all-around team? They did, did they win the best all-around team last year? They had an amazing team last year. I don't think they did win the best all-around team. Did they? I don't know. We need to look. It might have been the... Um, uh, I can't remember. Look it up and have a, have a look because, I mean, they're the clear favorites. They're the, they've got to have them. With, I think even anyone that's riding that tour would say, like, yeah, they're the team with the most talent. But it doesn't always go that way. You have crashing out. You have, you know, team that's supporting a specific rider and they don't, you know, their whole team itself doesn't finish, you know, exactly where it potentially could. So who knows? Hmm. Um, Isn't Go ahead. I think it's the top five riders too. I don't think it's the whole team. I think it's oh, the okay. top five riders. Yeah, yeah. All but right. I, I could be wrong. <laughs> we are so studied up on. Yes, this. we are very unprepared well, for this podcast. Well, for sure. well versed, gentlemen. Well versed. <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's uh, let's maybe start to button this up. We don't care about the white jersey so much. Uh, it's probably going to be like uh, the best rider under twenty five. It's Pogacha, and they'll end up going to somebody else who we probably don't know. Pogacha or Vindigo. Yep. Um, I think that either one of those would be good. If Vindigo's really doing a bang-up job supporting Roglic, maybe he doesn't get the white jersey. I don't know. Yeah. And I, more than I'm looking at this and trying to get more information on Ineos, I don't think that they're going to put G in the, the GC spot. I think it's going to be Danny Martinez. Yeah. I think that that's uh, the that's direction the that they're going to go there. and. He's um and G would be like a team captain kind of guy. Yeah, and he'd be like be a great step yeah. in in the event that uh you know Danny has some sort of issue. Um, and you got like the likes of Adam Yates. We haven't really talked about him too much. I mean, you kind of started him. to talk. Yeah. To, I mean, he could be somebody that could step up as well. Yeah. Um, I'm trying Should to see if there's anybody else sure. here. Yeah, Chris Froome for sure is going to do fantastic. He's going to win it all, according to Evan. <laughs> All right. Well, any other thoughts on the Tour de France? You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I think the youngest rider jersey is it's kind of a moot point nowadays. Yeah. I think they brought that around because usually it was 30-year-olds that would win the Tour, people that had had, you know, a decade of experience of to win these long stage races. But yeah. but in the last few years with, Bernal and Pogaccia and these guys have just come in as youngsters. They're 21 year olds and winning the tour have kind of yeah. thrown that on its head. So I don't think it really holds much water. Nowadays. They could change it so, to 21 and I was I think it'd say, be interesting. Yeah, do we right need to lower 21. that threshold, that age yeah. threshold yeah. down to and 21 would be good? I honestly think like guys like Pogaccia would be like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Like he's fine. He's got enough jerseys. Lance, how are mm-hmm. you going to how are you going to watch the tour from the road? Um, I have good enough signal that I can I can watch live on my. You're gonna make your wife drive. NBC. Yeah, but I'll be in. I don't. Know, I'll be in Sun Valley. I'll be I'll be in a home long enough that I can watch it every day, okay. and then. Um, I, and I will be coming home right after that. I think is the plan anyway. So, the rest of the tour, I'll I, I should be home for the good weather months in in, in washington state so. we do want you to come home yeah that's the plan are you looking forward to coming home lance or is it something where you're just going to want to get back out on the road again no i mean the reason i left is because it didn't stop freaking raining for like three months and so this is true now that i've now that i've left it you know the weather is finally turning here a little bit you know generally july and august are like primo months in in the northwest 
So I'm hoping to come back for that anyway. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's good. So just to recap, Tade's going to win GC. Tade's going to win the best young riders. Tade's probably going to win the KOM classification. Yeah. And, and, and Walt's going to win green. Yep. You got it. That's it. <laughs> Does that sound about right? That's about right. Uh, sounds a lot like last year. So Tade did win best young rider last year. He won the KOM last year. Yeah. And Cav won the, the sprinters green. jersey. And then Tade won GC, obviously. Crazy. And All he's, right. I think he might be better this year. Oh, yeah. We need to talk about our, our fantasy pool. Oh, okay. So other um, people can get in on this? Going to get that set up. If you're listening okay. to this, we will post up an invite to anybody who wants to join us and throw down and, and make us all look like idiots. Yeah, that'll be um, hard. We'll put that up on our Facebook page, and there'll be a link there that you can just kind of follow through and, and get yourself set up. Make sure you join this pool and not another pool like Lance Hepler where he's battling himself. <laughs> I was in a, he's on his own. I was in a pool. I won my pool last year. I was in a pool all by myself. <laughs> yeah, you were also <laughs> last place. And last place. That was also last. It's it's actually a lot of fun to it follow this, and you can change your your, your lineup oh, and right. and based on like the points that you get, and you know there'll be a um an overall winner, and maybe we'll have to come up with a little something, maybe a little grab bag thing out of the. Yeah. You the can Patreon. win some swim, bike, run, rinse, repeat stickers. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, let's put a pin in that, and I'm sure we'll talk about more of this as the weeks come. Um, that's all we're talking about. Yep. We've got lots of thoughts and feelings on this, and we probably should have been a little bit more prepared. But, hey, something's better than nothing, and we do have some good picks out there, I think, and it'll be fun to watch. Let's jump into one last thing. Mr. Matt Legrand, you've always got one good last thing. I can I put you on the, on the yeah. spot, right? right um, no problem. Yeah, I posted a video last week about two Polar watches, which I don't think are – I mean, they're, they're cool watches. I mean, if people are – really interested in polar watches this is a good video to check out uh which a lot of people are they love polar and they, they love that ecosystem um but i think more of this crowd would be interested in the video from before where we talk about the solar new bike computer from garmin the edge 1040 solar um which we also kind of briefly touched on uh two weeks ago but uh the video that's coming up this week is probably going to be um, a little bit interesting because it's a comparison video between the Garmin Epics and the 955. Oh, wow. So it's kind of interesting because the new watch from Garmin, the 955, the Epics came out in January, like late January, early February. The new watch from Garmin, the 955, actually is cheaper and has a couple of different software features that the Epics doesn't have at all. So it's like you're paying twice as much for this watch and this other watch over here has more features on it. Like you feel like you might be getting ripped off there from Garmin. Can we ask what features those might be or do we yeah. need to watch the video? No, you have to watch the video. No, you will. Uh, but. You will. No, no, no. Um, so there's a, there's something called a morning report where when you wake up, it's looked at your sleep and it's looked at your, um, some other thing, heart rate variability, which is mm-hmm. your HRV score, which yeah. is kind of like one of the big things that the Whoops stuff did. And so they've honed the HRV stuff on the 955 uh, and in, in sleep score stuff and they've done some other things too so it'll give you a whole bunch of things it'll talk about the weather it'll tell you about what your scheduled workout is for the day it'll go through all these different things and it'll give you what they call like a training readiness score which is direct competition for whoop right uh all yeah. that stuff doesn't exist on the epics or phoenix yet this like morning report and then all those little items that i mentioned you know heart rate variability all those things uh are also things that you can kind of check out through widgets or whatever as well um, that are not on the Epics or Phoenix watches yet. And I say yet because 
firmware update away, isn't it? It's got to be, right? I mean, so I talked to Garmin and they're like, we're not talking about our plans officially, but they are, yeah, you have to. You have to bring yeah. that stuff back over to the Phoenix and the Epics. It makes no sense otherwise. Do you think they stand a chance to go toe-to-toe with Apple if Apple can figure out their battery issues? I think that's going to be a very, I think it'll be, I think it'll be interesting because I think Apple will in October will release a watch that goes, you know, two or three days uh-huh. as opposed to like not even making it one day. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden I think people are going to have to make a little bit more of a tr- tricky decision because you've got a watch that can maybe do some longer triathlons with it and it's going to have some good software features and it's going to be okay on some of the sports features. Um, Garmin's still going to be a, have some advantages, and then even with like something like the Epics, you're still getting like six or seven days. Yeah, that we're getting. Yeah, uh, which is probably twice as long as something you get from the Apple. But the Apple Watch is also half the price, so I think that it's going to be um, a similar market to what it is now. There's going to just people that are just like, I'm going to get the Apple Watch. No, you know, they want a smart yeah. watch, whereas there's more. You know, there's another group of people that want like, you know, a watch that can go the distance, can go 30 yeah. hours of GPS, like your Epics can. And those people are not going to get the Apple Watch. Yeah. So I think it's going to be more competitive. But I also think that that, um, that line in the sand about who buys what watch is going to be kind of the same. Gotcha. So that's my theory. But we'll find out what happens in October. And I'm pretty sure that Apple's got their sights set on Garmin, wanting to come after that marketplace a little bit more because I mean, Garmin's king right now, aren't they? I would say Apple is... Like Garmin is like a, a drop in the bucket to, compared to Apple. Like Garmin is, well, king I guess of, they're be, king of like sports watches, watches and triathlon that, uh, and yeah, stuff like that. Should have been more specific, but, but yeah. And, and and cycling and things like that. like they're Apple's never going to do Amp Plus. It's never going to work with your cycling radar, right? So it's like almost like well, that's kind of a deal breaker for us. Uh-huh. Other people, you know, aren't going to stress too much about that. From you know, they're going to want their Apple Watch. They're going to want it to work with their phone and do phone calls and be able to open up their garage and all the other things that a smartwatch can sure. do. But I don't think Apple cares about Garmin. I would love to make a video specifically about this topic because I want to kind of compare the Epics to like the Apple Watch, but all these videos take so much time to make. You know how it is. Um, But yeah, so it's interesting to me. Like I don't, I think, I mean, Apple could just like look for some change in their couch and buy Garmin, the entire company. They're just like, Apple is so massive compared to Garmin. I don't think that they're worried about Garmin I think that someone from Apple might be like, hey, if we spend the next 30 minutes doing tweaking some software and, and make a slightly adjusted version, we can completely obliterate this Garmin company. And someone from Apple might be like, all right, let's try it. You know, So that's what you would fear is that Apple would come out with a sports, more sports-specific watch in addition to their normal Series 8 watch that would hurt Garmin. If it's potentially that easy for them, why haven't they done it already? Because they make so much money from everything yeah. else, they don't need to. It's that you know their their marketplace that they're going after is much more general public. The market for Garmin is you know the and it's not small. It's just not massive. It's more niche, yeah. It's very niche. It's like people that I mean, how many people do triathlons? I mean, Apple doesn't care about. I mean, they care enough to. They did a software update recently. Well, they are doing a software update currently where they are going to increase the feature set of their little triathlon mode on the Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. So they are paying attention to it. I do think that they could this fall make a sports edition of the, you know, Apple Watch, and that would be a direct attack towards Garmin. Gotcha. Now that's my theory. Apple's not coming after Garmin per what you just said. 
would Garmin come after Apple? Would they try and take a bite out of anything oh, yeah. that they've Absolutely. got going on? And, and they, what would you like to see from them? Well, Garmin, I mean, Apple, Apple is so massive that it's a fashion piece in the general public, don't uh-huh. you think? And Garmin, I think, recognizes that. And they're starting to make square watches. And I think is it their venue too or something like that? I could be wrong about this, but like they they they're making fashion pieces for watches that kind of tie into the Garmin ecosystem. And they're okay. And it's just hard. Actually, some of them are actually really good, but it's a clear a I don't know, I wouldn't even call it an attack. It's a clear attempt to make an Apple esque watch. Gotcha. To kind of try and get some of that market. So the yippy yappity dog that's kind of nipping at the heels of, of Apple and Apple's just like kicking them away like you don't belong. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Apple does its own things and doesn't, like they're never going to worry about being compatible with a Garmin radar. They're just never going to worry about that. They're, they're not even going to be, they're not even worried about being compatible with Strava, right? Like you, yeah. can get your, you can get your data off of the Apple ecosystem, but it's a pain in the ass, right? It's mm-hmm. so hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lance, you remember this, right? Like, you'll like do a ride with your Apple Watch, and you're like, uh, "I gotta make sure this goes here, and then syncs with a third-party app to get my stuff yeah. over to Strava, and then you have to hit the button on Strava." It's such a pain. They just Apple doesn't care. They don't care about that. Yeah. Mm. They want to stay. They want to keep everything in the Apple ecosystem, so everything's on your Apple. And and that's the other thing to mention is that more than fifty percent of the population doesn't have an iPhone. If you don't have an iPhone, you really can't have an Apple Watch. So there's gotcha. that. Well, if this has yep. given you the uh, the goosebumps and the little tinglies, go watch Matt's channel. Go check it out. Yeah, go check it out. Go learn some more stuff. It's free. It's free, people. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> hey, Lance Appler, one last thing. Um, I really got nothing else to share. I'm just going to spend some more time in high alpine meadows, I think, is what I'm going to do. I thought for sure so. you were going to say... It was Piper's seventh birthday, folks. Oh. <laughs> I had that queued up in my head. I thought for sure that's what you were going to say. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I it, it was her birthday yesterday, and uh, I'm currently standing next. You might be able to hear it. I'm standing next to the mountain stream as she is rolling around upside down in the stream because she's hot. So, Oh, that's she's, awesome. She's a good girl. Piper and Piper, Pepper Piper. have similar birthdays. Piper and Pepper. <laughs> He's Peter a good Piper. dog. Pepper been good for us. <laughs> um, well, hopefully you get better quickly, buddy. Hope you feel better. Thank you. Yep. Sweet. Well, my one last thing is that um, we're going to go flogging tonight. Tonight is the flogging ride. It's gonna be we don't usually get to talk about that on the, the day of that we do a podcast. We'll put that out there. But um, if that doesn't count, then I'm just going to say that I'm excited to do my first camping trip with the family. Ooh, um, when's that? This weekend? Uh, leaving a week from today. Week from today. Yep, we're going to be heading off to Detroit Lake this year. Okay, done it one other time. I'm hoping that it's better this up time. Up Mount Hood. It's not up on Mount Hood. Where it's in. It? It's in Oregon. By Salem. By Salem, something like that. It's like east of oh, Salem. Oh, okay. It looked like it had a lot of potential, but when we were there, the water was really low. It was so low that they had the marina closed and a lot of the other amenities mm, yeah. um, that we were looking forward to. We were going to rent a boat. We were going to do all the things, and like nothing was available. So we kind of fished from the shores, and we. Uh, Bought ice cream. We will <laughs> follow it. your Instagram account as well as Lance's Instagram account because you guys will be doing some cool stuff in the near future. Hopefully. Yeah. So should be fun. There will be stuff on it. Got yeah. Lots of camping up on my sleeve. So we will be back with another podcast next week and I will do my very best to get everybody crowds so that we can put it out on time and uh, we'll you know, do our normal talkity talk thing about 
the, the tour because that's coming up and all the other fun things that we need to talk about. So we do appreciate y'all listening. We will catch you next week. And until then, bye for now. Oh, 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 o